We're fixing to have us a good day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. It's Friday. We're going to do another list show, and we brought in Ben Taylor to be our judge once again. Thank you, Ben. Hey, no problem. That's what I'm here for. Michael. Tell you guys how wrong you are. Well, Michael, you got a, you got a lot of pushback a week ago. How are you feeling going into this one? Our list is the most clutch plays in Auburn football history. Of course, another top 10 list. Um, I feel better this week than I did last week. Okay. Um, but my list features much, much recency bias. So okay. I'm a little, uh, little nervous about that. A little nervous about that. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Hey, uh, before we jump into the list, let's discuss uh, the most clutch situation happening, and that is fetch me. Fetch me home delivery. I mean, w- w- with this pandemic, you are you were asked to, to stay home and to, to self-quarantine and isolate yourself to protect yourself and other people. And Fetch Me makes that even easier. You don't even have to leave the house to eat at your favorite restaurants. Uh, throughout Opelika, throughout Auburn, of course, and uh, the greater part of Lee County, be sure to check them out. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. You support them as a local business and, of course, wherever you, uh, you're ordering from. So Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free. That is at the free Fetch Me app and FetchMeDelivery.com. Do you have honorable mentions this week? I do. I have two. Okay, I have three. Okay, so wow. you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I want to mention the Marcus Davis catch on the sideline in the 2013 against Texas A&M. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't at the end of the game, but it was at a crucial point where they needed to drive, and I still don't really understand how he caught it. Um, so I, I wanted to give uh, give him some love uh, because I think that's that's something that people still talk about, that, that, that catch. So I wanted to put that out there as an honorable mention. Uh, I lied. I now have three honorable mentions. Okay. I'll Are you go doing with that one too. <laughs> My honorable mentions also Marcus Davis. <laughs> no, the uh, the back to back sacks of Johnny Manziel to uh, to seal that game just outside the red zone. Mm. Okay, is that good enough for you, Ben? I just I stay in Switzerland on the honorable mentions. I mean, you're you're you can pick anything on the honorable mentions. That's true. Yeah. Um, that was actually going to be on my list, and it didn't make it, and then I forgot to write it as an honorable mention, so I'm glad you brought up that game because that uh, spurred the old memory. Um, speaking of recency bias, another uh, one of my honorable mentions, Anders Carlson in the most recent Iron Bowl. I thought he was incredibly clutch. He had a kind of a rocky season, and he's no, his number was called a lot in that game, especially with that long field goal and a very odd situation to end the first half. I mm-hmm. think that was a, I think that was a very clutch, more of a performance. That's why I didn't really make my list. More of a performance, not just necessarily a play. So, I want to give uh, the bookstore a little little nod before we jump into this. Uh, my second honorable mention is Nicks to Sanders. Not in your top ten. Wow, not in my top ten. Which which Nicks to Sanders? Both. Okay. I just combined them as one. Okay. Hmm. Cool. And then my last honorable mention is Nick's to Williams. Okay. That's why they're both honorable mentions. Yeah. No, that's fair. I got you. That's fair. The, the Nick's to Williams didn't make my list, and it definitely should have. So good call there. I was thinking more old school stuff. So yeah, that's that, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, the punt, Bama punt sequence is my third one just because it wasn't a play. It was a sequence of really crazy things happening, but an overall clutch performance. Ben, whose honorable mention list do you like more? 
Yours because it included – didn't you – no, you said you combined those two, so that's why you had three, so you didn't have a third one. Uh, I got to go with Zach because um, – The Texas A&M one was my third one. Yeah, the punt bam – that punt bam a punt kind of sealed it for me because I I had discussed this with him ahead of time because I even said, like, the the interception LSU game, the, the barn burner or whatever, yeah. that mm-hmm. was more of a sequence. But if LSU doesn't throw the ball at all that game, they win the football game. Wild stuff. Like if they don't, they don't. I mean, they ran all over Auburn on the ground, Is that and they just clutch, decided. Though? Like I don't know if that's really clutch. I guess it's clutch just because um, you know with so many that were returned, they were they were good runs after the interception with a couple of them returned for for touchdowns. And but you, yeah, I guess you're you're. You make a good point where it's not necessarily clutches as much as it is just a poor coaching decision <laughs> yeah. and a poor effort by uh, the offense of LSU, and Auburn took advantage of it. All right, Michael, my number 10 is Nick's to Sanders in the Swamp in 94. That was one of your honorable mentions, or part of one of your honorable mentions. 36 seconds left on the clock, and he throws it up for the big man, and he goes up and gets it. I mean, you see that play a lot more now. You know, just kind of throw it up towards the corner of the end yeah. zone. Um, you see that a lot more now than you did at that age of college football. So, I mean, with that happening in 94, um, that's that's a big deal. And obviously, at that time, we don't really feel it as much now. But I know when talking to a lot of older Auburn fans, the rivalry between Auburn and Florida, like, that's a fun rivalry. And yeah. I hate that I I kind of missed out on it that. It was a mean rivalry. Yeah. That's my, that's my time that I was really into Auburn football and going through, like, high I mean, school. Right. And, that kind of, and it was Huge. My parents went down to a game. I stayed with my grandma that weekend, and, and they came back up from the, from the swamp. I don't think it was this game. I don't think I'd be old enough to remember it. But uh, they had no, a, like you, you would be. I would have been one, right? Yeah. So no. Um, be tough to remember that. True, true. I am really <laughs> smart though. But the uh, yeah, like they came back from the swamp, and they uh, they had like an Auburn magnet or something, an Auburn sticker on their car, and like they got their tires slashed. And so it's yeah. just like that's just the kind yeah, of rivalry like, that it was. But yeah, so uh, that extremely clutch. Thirty six seconds left. Nick's throwing it up to uh, to Sanders in the swamp in ninety four. That is my number ten. What about you, Michael? My number ten is the third down stop. By the defense, by Auburn's defense in this season's Iron Bowl that led to the missed field goal and then the uh, the penalty that, that ultimately sealed it for Auburn. So it was a sequence, not necessarily a play. No, it is that play. Because if they don't <laughs> if they don't make that clutch stop on third down. Well, if LSU doesn't throw the ball and and against Auburn, then they have no chance of intercepting it and, and returning it in the uh, interception game I was talking about. But they had five interceptions. I mean, that was the whole... Six, by the way. Okay, after the 13-minute <laughs> mark in the fourth quarter, they threw five interceptions okay. right. and returned three for touchdowns. Like, yeah. uh, I'm just that third down stop that put Alabama in the position where they had to kick the field goal and, and you know, ultimately they miss and Auburn gets the ball back. And, and the miss can't be the play because, you know, ultimately when your opponent misses a field goal, it's just kind of a lucky thing, but... That third down stop, I think, was an an insanely clutch play by the defense. All right, mm. whose ten do you like more, Ben? I'm going to go with you, just because I don't think if it's a third down play, it should qualify unless it's offensive and it gets a first down. What? How about that? Yeah. So defensive plays can't be clutch. Not in your on mind. third down because I mean, it, you're the guy he still had a chance to kick a field goal. He right, like it, it. like it should have gone to overtime. Yeah. I mean, you see what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, All right, you want to go first for number nine? Sure. Uh, Mine for number nine is the second blocked punt in the Punt Bama Punt game. Uh, I think the first one... You know, block punts happen could be kind of a fluky thing, but then for you know basically the same thing to happen again, um, and, and in a game where you know you obviously really needed it because the offense is playing not its best game ever, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, I think that's a pretty clutch play. You got really detailed on this. Yeah, I mean, because I like again, that play. I, the, we're the trying to not punt. do sequences. I know we're I trying know. to do I, plays, and so I, I, I like your number nine, man. I like your number the nine. Second, but will Ben like it? That's the question. Yeah. That's the question. I don't think I meet Ben's standards, to be honest. Ben has really high standards, to be fair. For some reason, he likes me. I don't know. I don't know. My number nine is Cots to Aroma should do in Athens in 05. Um, obviously, ever since then, it's been... Can you say that again? Cots to Aroma should do in Athens in 05. Yeah, Aroma should okay. do? No, I just... You said it quickly, and I heard... in. A- I bet people listening got it. I bet they got it. I'm sorry. I bet they got it. Uh, Yeah, two minutes left at the start of the play. I think when he caught it, it was like 155 on the clock. But another one of those uh, situations where, you know, (laughs) we've seen ever since then how tough it's been for Auburn to win in Athens and for them to go down in a high-scoring game. I think it was 28-31, to and then he scored to go up. And so uh, it would be higher up on my list if there was less time on the clock. But... There was, you know, two minutes left. So uh, that is my number nine. And I think when you look at that play and then look at the history of that rivalry since then, specifically in Athens, I think it just kind of magnifies it. So that is my number nine. Ben, whose nine do you like more? Yours. Just because. Michael, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Michael went with special teams again. <laughs> oh, if special teams can't be clutch, Ben's going to hate my list. <laughs> All right, I'll go first this time. <laughs> Be nice to Michael, Ben. We I love am being Michael. nice. He picked the second punt out of punt two. Punt. The second punt out of two. The one that won the game. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. I, I thought about doing that, if I'm if I'm being honest with you. Um, That's probably a recency bias, too, just because I remember that um, Cox to Roma should do play. And there were so many bad things that could have gone wrong. It was a bad snap to start with. It was, yeah. Uh, they had to. They, they at that time there was no review, but the officials were very late on calling a touchdown because it looked like he fumbled before he crossed the goal line. Um, even though he didn't, he was in. He was in. It was close. It, it was though. close. But the the near official that was right there on top of it, like stared down the line to look at the other official to make sure he he did not even make the call right away. So. Uh, it was there were so many things that could have gone. So I'll go with that one. Cool. My number eight, Michael, is D Ford sack against Johnny Menzel in 2013. Hmm. Interesting. Why is that interesting? Because it's a defensive play. It's not special teams. Uh, I, I think it was huge. I think uh, I think if that game would have gone on a little bit longer, it certainly seemed like Auburn scored too early with Trey Mason, and then it, it really seemed like everyone's like, oh no, Johnny Mantell's going about to about the march down, and Auburn had no answer for him, had no answer for Mike Evans in that game, no. and so 
Uh, they would have scored. I firmly believe they would have scored if D Ford had not gotten his hands on him. And that was that was really the moment in 2013 where it's like, oh, can they do this? Does mm-hmm. this team have something? And so I think that kind of propelled them for um, the rest of the year. I mean, this play is more than just uh, winning that game. I think it's about the trajectory of the rest of the season. So that is why uh, and, that is why I have them at eight. And it was you know a year after Johnny Manziel had gone in come into Auburn and just beat the tar out of Auburn. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. Uh, My number eight is Wes Bynum in the swamp. Nice. Nailing the kick and then doing the the gator chomp running down the field. Um, I think that is the eighth most most clutch play in Auburn football history. Yeah, that's a that's a great moment. That's a great moment to go back. It, it never gets old. And every time Auburn plays Florida, which is once every thirty years now at this point, it yes, seems it like that resurfaces and it's um it's a lot of fun. And you see Damon Duvall's as well. So yeah. that's um yeah, I don't know what it is, but Auburn kicks late ones against Florida. All right. Those are our number eights. I'm going to go with you, Michael. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Finally. But anytime a kicker flexes on somebody i absolutely love it so the gator chomp after making it uh i I I love it i will say though in uh 2017 the lsu game in 2017 here or no 2018 2018 in auburn uh when lsu kicked the field goal to to win the game uh this some guys in the student section had been chirping at the special teams guys um, at, on LSU, yeah, and someone threw something at one of them, and the guy like went to one of the cops that's on the sideline and was like, "Someone just threw something." I mean, the cop looked at him like, "What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I don't. Do you know who threw it? Like, we, uh, like we kicked the whole stadium out. There's a thousand people over there. Like, <laughs> um, but anyway, the uh, Cole Tracy, I think it was, um, you know, nails the field goal and then like he and the holder and the long snapper all like ran over and were like yelling at the student section I, if somebody threw something at me and i did that i would yeah. totally do the same thing yeah i'd flex on him yeah yeah he I deserved mean, it they just, the guys definitely deserved it okay uh my turn number seven mm-hmm. uh throwing it back here back to uh i think when ben was in college uh 1986 wow were you in college in 1986 no that's like 12 years too early um my parents were so that's when my, that's when my parents were in school. It was ten years too early. Mine too. Cool. That was yeah. not not a lot. That was the whole joke. Yeah. Um, okay. Dad. Tillman's reverse. <laughs> Tillman's oh. reverse. Uh, wide receiver Lawrence Lawyer Tillman desperately trying to call a timeout, um, and then he runs the reverse as it was designed, even though the play was supposed to be for a different wide receiver. Scores from eight yards out. Uh, Auburn wins. Thirty-two seconds left. Called Tillman's reverse. Sealed a double-digit fourth-quarter comeback for the Tigers. I forgot all about that play. I got I've it. forgotten all about that play. I got it straight off of an article from Justin Ferguson, friend of the program, on The Athletic. How about that? How so about that? If it sounded like I was reading right then, it's because I was. That's okay. That's okay. You gave credit where credit is due. Subscribe to The Athletic. Justin does a great job. My number seven is Reggie Slack to Shane Wasden. In, uh, it was against Florida in 1989 on a 4th and 11 with 26 seconds left. Uh, they, they sealed the deal, corner of the end zone catch again. And that was, um, I rewatched it last night and then watched the highlight of it again this morning. And I mean, it seemed like Jordan Hare was, uh, was, was rocking. And so uh, I think, once again, going back to that Auburn-Florida rivalry, I mean, it's, it's amazing 
how clutch and how close all of those games were. And it seems like every time it was close, it went in Auburn's favor. And once again, I can't stress enough, I hate how little Auburn plays Florida. Um, but yeah, so I'm going with Reggie Slack to, to Shane Wasden against Florida in 1989. Michael with back-to-back wins. I'm going to have wow. to go with Lawyer Tillman. This is right when I started really becoming an Auburn fan. Sure. And uh, and that play just kind of stands out, like as far as my youth and childhood is concerned, of watching it and people going crazy. And uh, on top of the scenario that was described by Michael, is he wasn't supposed to be in there. He wasn't supposed to be running the play. He was trying not to run the play and yeah. then didn't score it off of it. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that story before and, and all that. I, I just totally forgotten about. I just totally forgotten about uh, that play. So yeah, good good call, Michael. Well done. Thanks. And if we, I mean, we're going to leave so much stuff out. I mean, there's there's a lot out there um, in Auburn football history. So, oh, you guys are going to get people are going to chirp at you guys saying, "Well, you didn't mention so and so. You didn't mention so and so." Let us like let us know. It's like if you ever watch a highlight reel of not just Auburn of any college, like it's there's a ton of plays that you can put on there. But coming up with ten out of three thousand is a little tough to do. Yeah, yeah. So let us know. Tweet at the show at Locked On Auburn. Also email us Locked On Auburn at gmail.com. My turn to go first? I think so. Yes, sir. I think so. My number six most clutch play in Auburn football history, Jason Campbell to Courtney Taylor against LSU in 2004. Uh, before his touchdown catch, he um, he converted a, a, like a fourth and 12 from Campbell, kind of left the pocket a little too early, was under pressure. Gr- great play there. And then then he, um, he he finds space and like up to that point they'd only scored three points in the whole game and then they marched down really just because of two big plays and they, they were able to do that at the end of the game. Then they missed the point after, which is anti clutch. Yes. But then there was a foul on LSU, so he got to kick it again and they ended up winning the game because it, it was tied at nine. So Auburn ended up winning that game, but yeah. So I think that's um, that's one of the by the rule the that's more called a lot more today than what it used to be. Like that was one of the first times that was called where you know jumping over the center you can't yeah. do it, and uh, I think that was actually the first one of the first times it had ever been called. Sure, so that's why everybody was freaking out about it. Now you see it. I mean, it, it's almost like once a Saturday you can see it if you're looking back where somebody say, "Oh, they got to re-kick because you know guy was jumping over the center." But now, yeah. uh, for the safety of the players, so that was huge. And I've read stories uh, from former players on both sides that played in that game. They talk about how physical it was and how like they just beat the crap out of each other. And I mean, this was a very stout LSU defense. Nick Saban was the coach at the time, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, for Auburn to just not score any more than three points for the whole game, and then at the very end when it matters most, they they hit two big ones. I think that is extremely clutch. So that is my number six: Campbell to Taylor against LSU. My number six is Bo over the top. Uh huh. That's a good one. Do you have an explanation for that? Um, Do you just... remember who Bo Jackson was? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just curious. Uh-huh. I'm glad you actually put him in this Last list. Last time we did these lists, you were gear, you were bound and determined to put a Bo Jackson play in this list, weren't you? After last time. Uh, um. No, I mean I didn't like. Go, <laughs> I didn't go out of my way to do it. I just. I mean, both. Uh, I believe it was fourth down, if I'm not mistaken, and it was uh, right there in the closing minute, and to to. To score a touchdown, win the game. I mean, I think it's a uh, a really, really, really clutch play. In fact, I think it's the sixth most clutch play in Auburn football history. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe we could do a different list at some other point. But like iconic, like most yeah. iconic plays, like it's either that or the kick six, right? Yeah, it's those are the two that are going to be played on just about every mm-hmm. Auburn highlight reel. Um, 
I'll go with Michael again on this one. Wow. We are tied at three, my friend. Oh, no, we're not. There have only been... Oh, because you give yourself a point for the honorable mention. It's an odd number. We need to do an odd number for this. <sighs> okay. Unbelievable. That way it doesn't end at 5-5. Five, five. You, of all people, should know this. Well... Okay, Your that's stats fine. <laughs> I mean, we run the list as two different episodes, so you could have two episodes as separate competitions and them each be five. That's true. Because this episode is now going to end in a tie at three to three. No, because we got one more. Nope, there you're we right. Know. We are done. We are done. All right, cool. Ben, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Uh, Wings94.3, wingsfm.com, or you can catch me on the Twitter universe at AU7. That's A-U-S-E, the number seven, E-N. Cool. Michael Pappas? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Cool. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackberry. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Tune in to Tuesday's show to hear the rest of our countdown and competition right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.